0: It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and joined by Houston Texans TV host, and I've known him for many, many years, Drew Daugherty. In fact, I used to know him by a different name. But, uh, boy, I, Drew, this is uh, this is really uh, a fun to get to catch up with you, especially being a guy from the Texans that they basically kind of control the early part of this draft. Now, uh, what kind of situation do you have there in Kansas City? I know you're on the ground. Are you going to be, do they have a nice little media area for you? Will you wade out into that massive crowd that I'm sure <laughs> is gathering? And by the way, the weather never cooperates with me in Kansas City. What what kind of weather are we looking at there?
1: Well, Matt, it's uh, first of all, it's great to be with you again. And for those of you listening, Matt used to call me Switchblade in another life. But the weather here today is much better than it was the last time I was here. That was January of 2020 and the Texans went up 24 nothing and nothing good has happened for this franchise since. But I say that, I should say actually something great has happened. We got Demico Ryan, so he's the head coach now and and everyone's really excited about that. But yeah, it's a good setup here. They've got, you know, the NFL takes care of uh, the media and no, I'm not out in that mass of humanity, but I'm looking at it through a skyway window, and um, it's going to be fun. We're Texans are pe- picking two guys, two and 12, we think, but knowing Nick Casario, he's made six draft weekend trades in his time as a GM for the Texans. So I imagine that's going to happen again, maybe as soon as tonight. So we shall see.
0: Have you been watching my buddy Ed Werder's uh, Twitter? I mean, has he He's yeah. very active. He retweets everything. I mean, he uh-huh. has some stuff to share because I do think he's been talking to the head coach and maybe even had access to the GM. But has he said anything of note yet? I mean, the man the man tweets more than, like, <laughs> kids' Snapchat. I mean, it's an unbelievable <laughs> amount of, of, of stuff that he gets involved with. And I say that lovingly because he is my sure. my podcast uh, co-host, and, and, and you've known Ed for years, and, and he's a good friend. But – um, have you seen anything out there today that that kind of gets you thinking? Like, hmm, that does seem interesting to me. Um, as far as the Texans, I mean, it really does seem like they're keeping their options open. But and I think on yeah. some mocks that you were referencing, I think that first that number two pick overall, the um, you had it was Will Anderson who was yeah, that going
1: to two- majority, yeah. yeah, yeah, majority of experts. You know, and it's, but it's still not an overwhelming choice. I mean, I I do, you know, one of them about every two weeks once the season finishes. And I mean, two times ago, Bryce Young was on 80% of the mock draft. I mean, he was mocked to Houston by 80% of the experts, and then everything flipped. But to get to your original point, you know, with Casario, the book, I think, is still open on him. Do we really know exactly what he likes and what he's after as a GM? And I think, because of all the options and the flexibility of having two picks, but having the struggles that you've had at quarterback for the last few years, it's such a a weird position to be in draft wise. So I, yes, I've noticed all these things today, not just from Ed, but from everybody and my head is swimming, but ultimately I just think he's, I think he's just going to, I mean, I I, I'd be surprised if they took a quarterback at second, if it wasn't CJ Stroud and I think it'd be Willie Anderson. It just, that makes too much sense to me because he seems like the safest pick. Like he's going to be a really productive guy for a long, long time. And I was talking with Daniel Jeremiah yesterday at, at that event. And he was saying, you know, he talks to people at Alabama and they liken Anderson as far as being a leader, but being an impact player to guys like Minka Fitzpatrick and Julio Jones and the others like that, that have come through over the last 15 years. So that just seems like, too logical a choice to me if it's not Bryce Young falling to two for some reason.
0: Alabama has never had the number one overall pick. That's stunning. Talking to Drew, yeah, talking to Drew Darty by the way. Houston Texans TV, the man he's been in TV for many many years and uh, dabbled in radio, does a little podcasting. By the way, I saw Indy Kalu doing yeah. some kind of podcast and it really took me back to my days at ESPN.com, and there he was. He was still playing and running yep. into him there, the Rice legend that he was yes. and that he uh-huh. was playing right down the street. So it's kind of fun to see that he's doing some uh, some broadcasting. And I think, what does, does he have a son that plays college going football to Baylor. perhaps? Yeah, he's going to
1: Baylor. Yeah, he, wow. his son's starting Baylor uh, in I think like a week or two. Um, wow. He's finishing – yeah, he's graduating early going to be uh you said he, he's bigger than nd is so yeah he's, he's got a bright future it sounds like but yeah we were just at nd's back in the building doing some stuff and good to have him you know in the fold with us so that's been fun and you reeled off all of my uh list of things that i i've done and i do don't forget to add head coach of a seven and eight year old coach pitch baseball team i also do that i'm head coach of the bees back here in houston so we're rolling right now.
0: Yeah, they say the coaches have been having, struggling with their command much like the Rangers <laughs> with Leclerc <laughs> recently. Say <laughs> they said there's some coaches that they'd <laughs> like 7-0, to 7-0 baby. There's no
1: is that right? Oh man. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, is... the Bees. The Killer yeah. Bees. I like that, mm-hmm. man. That's a good mm-hmm. Yeah, that's got some that's got some Houston ties to it. Um No doubt. What do, you, do, do the Texans have you been able to determine how much of this S2, all this stuff that's been attached to C.J. Stroud, Cowboys came right out and said, yeah, we love S2. We've had them on mm-hmm. campus, you know, even before all this. They were doing right. research or we were working with S2. Um, have you gotten a sense of how much of a role that may have played in sort of the Texans' studies and
1: in, 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 in scouting of this player? Yeah, tremendous question. Uh, Nick Casario talked about how they don't subscribe to that service. They haven't used that service. Didn't dismiss it or anything. He just said that's not something that we actually subscribe to and use. They have their own you know, analytics department that is it's grown quite a bit from the time I started back in 2009. And it really it's been ramped up over the last three, four years, and they've added more bodies and more minds in there. So I'm sure that they know enough about it, and it's something – it's part of the information that they gather and they they take a check mark on, but I don't know how much weight they put in it or how much stock they they put in it. could be a lot. I don't know if it's more than just a little bit though and i' I don't mean to hedge bets, but he said we don't use it, we don't subscribe to it, so not every team in the n f l does many do, but the Texans are not one of them.
0: What does that fan base do if they don't take a quarterback? At two or twelve, I mean, I, there's a receiver that popped up on one of your, uh, the experts mm-hmm. you were kind of quoting. The uh, yeah. from the Dallas Fort Worth area. He's from uh, yeah. Rockwall, for Ohio State. That's He's in Jigba, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and Jigba's a great, great player. But again, yeah. that's not gonna the fan base. I, I mean, you know that fan base. You hear from them yeah. constantly. You deal with these with these folks. I mean, are they gonna? Yeah. Are they going to be okay, or would you think there would be a major, some major blowback to Casario if they don't land a
1: quarterback early? It'll be the same as it would for the Cowboys. I mean, they there's going to be sections that will hate no matter who they pick. There will be sections of the fan base that will say, in Nick we trust, and that's what he thinks. Let's roll with it. And then there's going to be casual people who are probably like, yeah, wake me up when the Texans do have a, a quarterback that we know about, is successful, et cetera, et cetera. So basically, yeah, there's going to be – there will be blowback if, if they were not to take a quarterback. But even if they do take one, there will be many who will say, well, why didn't you take the other guy? Or why didn't you take this guy? Or this – you know, if it's – uh if it is Stroud, well, there's folks out there that are like, well, why didn't you take Richardson? He's got such a, a higher upside. Or why didn't you take you know, Hendon Hooker? He was going to be awesome until the knee thing – so yeah, I mean, there's going to be some some folks will be angry, but that's you know that's every single year, every single team and fan base. You know, you're almost never going to be unanimous about something. There were a few people who booed the J.J. Watt selection. It wasn't a chorus of boos; it was just like a sprinkling. But those <laughs> folks who didn't know anything about J.J. Watt and they booed him, and he's turned out to be you know, along with Andre Johnson, the greatest player in franchise history. What number did they take J.J. Watt? He was 11, and. One of the things I've told people is this. Texans that season, they were 5-10 and ten going into the final week at a home game against the Jags. Jags win at Energy Stadium. Jags go to the playoffs. Well, the Texans beat them. And so instead of going uh, picking at sixth overall, it dropped them down to 11. Now, had they picked at 6, they probably would have taken Alden Smith. You know, Wade Phillips, GM Rick Smith, they really, really wanted Von Miller most of all, but he was gone. He was an outside linebacker. He was taken second overall. But after that, the next kind of best rated outside linebacker was Alden Smith. Well, they took J.J. Watt because Alden Smith had been taken. So I think it all worked out in the end. I think the football gods smiled on the, the Texans for, for winning that game. And maybe I'm being Pollyanna ish, but hopefully the same sort of event, same sort of circumstances arise from this situation that they did in 2011, 2010.
0: Sometime around then, the Cowboys took Tyron Smith. And obviously and that was a he's phenomenal gonna.
1: Pick. I mean, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, but uh, it's it's interesting because I called that shot two months before, yep. and 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 I guess the Cowboys knew that that it happened, and someone inside that building talked me out of that pick like the day of the <laughs> draft or the night before the draft. <laughs> so it's like oh, I was the first one to, to come to the Tyron Smith, but I also backed off of it, so it didn't oh, quite no. count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That ha- <laughs> that did happen uh back in the day and uh you ever thought doing tv like this pat mcafee where maybe you go with some sleeveless shirts and that type of thing um drew that doesn't totally sound like you i mean you you kind of love that you like that pullover, that three-quarter zip is that really the way you roll most of the time
1: without the sleeves that you're asking
0: i'm saying if you ever, i'm just giving you some options here i know you're oh. a you're a you're a three quarter zip, I'm saying, usually pretty buttoned oh, yeah, down. Yeah. But I just yeah, happen I mean, to I don't be watching go, I don't, yeah, Pat McAfee right now on my screen yeah, and
1: I, <laughs> I don't want to go sleeveless and kind of embarrass, you know, the other men out there in the world that are that get jealous and feel uh, feel less about themselves seeing my, you know, ripped biceps and triceps. So I, yeah, I kinda cover up just to not shame everybody, you know.
0: Yeah, you used to hide those things on uh, TXCN, that uh, network we used to Wrecked be on teeth. back in the day.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> those are fun good- times. You used to come on. You'd come on like once a week there. Yeah, you talk for about twenty minutes. We talk cowboy. It was that was a great, great time. It was a fun product, and yes. didn't have the business backing behind it that it should have. Because I, I had a lot of great times at, at that place, and I think yeah. we did some fun work and. You were definitely a big part of that. And that was that was cool, man. I really I may
0: that. I may fire that thing back up. I don't know. I may I may start that up. Uh again and get okay, it. Hey, I'm in. i want one
1: in. I can
0: help. Yeah. All <laughs> right. I'll I'll get some investors together. Now uh and, and Drew Doherty on with us uh the Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas. D'Amico Ryans was another guy. When I went to cover mm-hmm. the Texans one of those summers or whatever, there he was. I mean, he was a big-time leader for the team, all of that. Interesting to see him in this position as head coach now. Just in the short time that he's been there, um, are you already seeing some changes, some culture stuff? I mean, obviously Nick's kind of – been doing his thing but D'Amico mm-hmm. how big of an impact uh, has it been already and, and and as we get into the uh offseason and the camps and everything uh how, how how big of an impact has he already made
1: massive I mean he's he's gonna run his defense and his offense which you know derives from that Kubiak Shanahan tree that was very successful back in Houston you know when he was a player here and then he's kind of stayed with it in San Francisco and seen it flourish there. So guys that have that same sort of mindset and it's really exciting. And, you know, on a personal level, I've loved it too, because my first three years with the Texans, he was a Houston Texan. He's clearly the leader of all leaders. And that includes quarterbacks. I mean, just an outstanding guy, outstanding leader. And he backed it up on the field. You know, when they drafted him in in 2006, he came in and was instantly the guy that took over that defense. And Mario Williams was the first overall pick. So it didn't really matter to Miko. And I had seen him and covered him when Texas Tech played uh, Alabama in that Cotton Bowl in 06. And, you know, he made a big impression on me then, uh, both in the, the week leading up to it and then in the game, he had a sack and a half and looked like he'd been shot out of a cannon. So... Yeah, the the culture around the around the facility is certainly different, and it's energized the fan base uh, in la- to a large degree. So they're they're really excited about who they got as as head coach, based not just on that history that I just mentioned, but hey, you take all that out and you look. Well, this guy, his defense with the Niners last year, fewest points per game, and fewest yards per game. That alone, that's a win too. So, yeah, folks are pumped in and outside yeah. the building about the Miko.
0: All right, give me your pick go ahead and tell me at number two <laughs> and then number 12 we won't make you do number what is it 33 I mean the uh, right the, the Texans are very very much in control early uh who do you have who do you have at two and 12
1: you know I think and I'm gonna defer all obviously to them and and I'll trust in them but if, if it's me I I would guess it's gonna be will Anderson at two and I kind of think they could get squirrely and move move around a little bit but i think they're going to take i could see the tennessee quarterback hendon hooker being the guy just based off of you know what i'm kind of gathering in the winds and the tea leaves but don't hold me to that it it could be something totally different if it is i'm cool with it but that's kind of what i i just think he's well anderson's the best player overall in the draft and you got to roll with that if that's available to you
0: all right, you're in the building, so I kind of like this. I like the uh, I like what you're where you're leading us with this. Give us real <laughs> quick. What is Kansas City? What's the uh, I mean, have they done a really nice job? Does it is it just I mean is is the signage huge around town? <laughs> the Power and Light District. As you kind of made your way around yeah. today a little bit, preparing for this, what is the the building sense of excitement? And as you look out at the uh, down upon the commoners. What uh, what what are they? What's it look like? Are they already gathering? Is a crowd? Uh, yeah. What time oh, yeah. is it right now? Okay, so it's huge. already a pretty huge crowd.
1: Yeah, huge crowd. And you, I'm sure you've stayed kind of near this. It's that World yes. War One Memorial. It's that slope, which is a perfect setup uh, because right next, that's where all the teams typically stay. That's where the Texans stay when they play the Chiefs. So they've done a great job. Think about what they're going through this offseason or this this calendar year. They saw their home team win it all in the Super Bowl. So they're they're pumped and riding that wave. And then, oh yeah, they've got the draft. And so it's a sea of red. More so than you'd normally see. Like last year there was Raiders stuff in Vegas, but not like this. Not like all not the red that you're seeing here. And when I was in Chicago for those drafts, yeah, you saw Bear stuff, but not to the degree you're seeing the Chiefs stuff here. So it is it's awesome. I think the closest you'd get to this would be at least the ones I've been to would be Philadelphia in 2017. There are a lot of Eagles fans out, you know, on Moss, uh, right by that, that art museum. But, um, yeah, this is this is a pretty cool setup, and they're doing a great job. They're hitting it out of the park for sure.
0: That might have been when Drew Pearson made his uh, loud proclamation right was, in front of all yeah. those Eagles fans. Yeah, up there. That was great. These are some, yeah. Yeah. Well, try the burnt ends. That's kind of their uh-huh. delicacy there. And uh, yeah. and I, you like those burnt ends? Is that? A, I mean, obviously you're a guy that spent some time um, in the state of Texas for well many uh-huh. many years. Went to college in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, the burn ends do it for you. Hey
1: man, I'm a Houstonian. I'm a proud Texan. I love my barbecue the best, but I can also appreciate other things in life. And it, it was it was delicious. It was good. The burnt ends were great, but if I had to choose, I'm still going to take Texas barbecue. But yeah, they were. Delicious! The place we went yesterday, a place called Slaps in Kansas City, Kansas. So, yeah, I'm a fan of it, but I'll still, I'll still roll with the Texas stuff, you know. Slaps,
0: I like that. Yeah. Keep uh, next time it'll, through it'll, wake Next time you come through Waco, Helberg, Helberg Barbecue, okay. one of our fine sponsors, and also one that Daniel yeah. Vaughn from uh, Texas Monthly has on his list. Okay, that's uh, uh, that's gotta that's be good then. Yeah, that must be good. really, really big time stuff. All right, uh, Drew, this will be fun. We'll we'll look to uh, – I'm going to kind of be surfing around the site tonight to see if you do any videos or anything like that, all right? So uh, don't let John McClain on there, all right? He's out <laughs> selling furniture and, and doing all kinds of stuff, Mattress for MattressMac.com. So, uh, but uh, have a great time there. Fun having you on.
1: Hey, I had a great time talking with you, man. I miss you, and uh, congrats on all your successes, and let's do this again sometime soon, bro bet
0: there he goes um drew Darty, um and uh checking in works there with that texans tv houston texans tv uh as part of the uh, texans family but has done a nice job for a long time and is really good on tv man uh so but he loves that organization he for whatever reason he is a texans fan and those are hard to come by (laughs) is that true aaron do we have texans fans in the uh I bet we do. I bet in Central Texas, it's certainly far distant to Cowboys fans. But Aaron has been shopping around his fandom after (laughs) being very upset with the Cowboys. But then something happened with the Cowboys in this offseason that's kind of had Aaron coming back around, thinking about getting together with his old team. But we'll see who the Texans take tonight because I could see Aaron – Aaron probably already has like a C.J. Stroud jersey or something that he's going to pull out this evening. It would not shock (laughs) me um, to see Aaron support somebody the Texans take. But the Texans taking uh, picks at two, uh, second overall, and 12th overall. All right, Campus Confidential is next. Baylor, Big 12 softball this weekend.